Well, praise the Lord, everybody. Why don't we stand to our feet and give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Thank Him for His goodness and His mercy. Well, we thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be in your presence one more time. We ask that you would bless us tonight, Lord Jesus. Move in this house, Lord, as we magnify your name. Well, we thank you, God. You're so worthy of all of our praise. We love you. We thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Let's give the Lord a hand clap of praise right now. Lord, we exalt you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may be seated. Take a, have a seat. I'll just get you up and set the tone off just right to begin with. So good to have all of you all that are here. Uh, if you feel the need for the Lord to move on you, if you want to move on this side of the church, that uh, the the brothers here would be very appreciative because it's if we's in the pontoon, we'd be lopsided right now. So just uh, if the Lord moves on you, you know where you need to be moved to. You have a direction to move. Amen. It's... Uh, if you have an offering, uh, well, you can give that. It is uh, uh, they start singing. Um, I don't have any announcements, so if you know you need to do something, please do it. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it. So at this time, I'm gonna let you pick up where I left off. All right. Well, it's good to be in the house of God tonight. Amen. We serve a great God, a powerful God, a mighty God, and I'm just thankful to be here tonight with you all. And we'll just um, pray for Brother and Sister Pearson and all of the youth and young people that went to NAYC that God would just do a work in them and that they would um, leave refreshed and have a safe trip and a safe time up there. Um, I don't know how you all normally do it. I'm not, I'm not Sister Pearson, but so... You just worship however you normally worship, and we'll just worship God together. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's just sing together.
Hallelujah. How many knows that we serve a God who is worthy of all of our praise? We are privileged to live in a country where we have the opportunity to worship him freely. And I'm so thankful for that opportunity. And I don't want to ever let a service go by that I don't give him what he's worthy of. So just worship with me as we sing this song. I don't know if you all know the verses of this one or not, but it's just real easy.
great things for me. Hallelujah. We worship you, Jesus. Well, aren't you thankful that you know that name today? The Bible says it's a name that's above every other name. That when you mention that name, something has to happen. Demons tremble. Cancer disappears. Sin that maybe we've carried around for years in an instant in the name of Jesus. It's just taken away. It's covered. I don't know about you, but I'm thankful that I know the name of Jesus. And that one day it was applied to my life. And I've never been the same since. Why don't you lift your hands, lift your voice one more time and just thank him for his name. We thank you, God, for your name. We thank you for your power and your love and your mercy and your grace that is in this place right now, Lord. There is no God like our God. And we just praise you and we exalt you and we lift you up. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we worship you, Lord. It is so good to be in the house of God. You may be seated with you all this evening. We are excited. We appreciate the fact that your pastor and his wife allowed us to return. You know, that's always kind of iffy the first time you go, whether they're going to ask you to come back or not. And we appreciate the fact that they ask us to come back. And we pray that God just moving where they're at and is touching and, and just revealing himself more to those young people and those young adults that are there. That when they come back here, they're going to be on fire. They're going to be pumped up. They're going to be excited. And, and with that excitement, with that energy that they bring back, get behind them, support them, because you know what? This is the best life. This is the best life that you and I can live here on this earth, is to live it for Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Thank you for being here tonight and showing up. Appreciate everyone that is here. Uh, Brother Bates or Brother Brian, I believe it is, he, he put me on the clock. Um, he said I had very limited time, so I'm not going to take, hey, I'm just saying, he's, <laughs> they said he was the boss tonight, so I'm just, I'm just taking orders and trying to do a good job. Uh, <laughs> well, that's what he told me, so. I'll let you all deal with that. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> but I do not want I know. I know that many of you have worked hard this week and have busy schedules, and I don't want to take too much advantage of your time. But if it's all right, I know Wednesday night's probably usually more of a Bible study style. But um, if you depended on me to teach tonight, I would put you to sleep very quickly. Um, God did not bless me with that anointing like he did uh, with with some others, with Sister Pearson. I, I have not got to hear Brother Pearson, but Sister Pearson, I, I still, me and my wife's talked about it for the last several days. God has gifted her that anointing to teach. Uh, 
So you'll just have to bear with me tonight, and I'm, I'm probably more going to preach, if that's all right. In the book of Luke, chapter 7, we're going to get into the Word of God, read a few scriptures here, uh, probably very familiar story, encounter to most of you all. In Luke, chapter 7, beginning in verse 19, if you would stand for the reading of the word, if you are able. Luke chapter 7, beginning in verse 19. And John, calling unto him two of his disciples, sent them to Jesus, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? When the men were come unto him, speaking of Jesus, they said, John Baptist has sent us unto thee, saying, Art thou he that should come, or look we for another? And in that same hour he cured many of their infirmities, and plagues, and of evil spirits, and unto many that were blind he gave sight. Then Jesus answering said unto them, Go your way, and tell John, what things ye have seen and heard, how that the blind see, the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised to the poor, the gospel is preached. Thank you for standing for the word of God. You may be seated this evening. <clears throat> we find here John the Baptist as he's sitting in his prison cell, not knowing what's going to become of his situation, but he's probably pretty confident that his days on this earth are limited. And so as he sits in that prison cell, he begins to reflect over his life and he begins to examine his life and the things that he has believed in. And he begins to question, is this Jesus that I have preached about? Is this Jesus that I have proclaimed to everyone that I have ever seen in my life. Is this Jesus that I have given my life completely to and, and served him for many years? Is he really the one? Is he really the answer? Is he really the Messiah or have I put my hope and trust in him only to be disappointed? And so as he began to think about these things and ponder these questions, he got two of his young men that he knew, and he said, Guys, I want you to do me a favor. I want you to go find Jesus where he's at, and I, I want you to ask him this question. Are you the one? Or should I look somewhere else? Now, you have to understand this is the same John that leaped inside his mother's womb when Mary told Elizabeth of the birth of Jesus. This is the same John that cried out in the wilderness, saying, Prepare ye the way of the Lord. This is the same John the Bible says that ate locusts and wild honey, and he wore the raiment of camel's hair and he was called a wild man because he was consumed with the message of Jesus Christ. This is that same John that baptized Jesus. 
But he said that he was the one that needed to be baptized by Jesus because he knew who he was. Now that same John that had done so many things and had lived such a life to glorify Jesus and testify of him. Now we find that same John in a prison cell knowing that he's probably going to die. And he's saying, are you really him? Tonight, for just a few moments, I, I want to talk to someone that maybe you've served God for quite some time or, or, or maybe it's just been a little while. But when you started out on your journey, you were so full of the Holy Ghost and you were so sold out to the message of Jesus Christ and the Holy Ghost and living the life that the Word of God presents and proclaims and you didn't care what anybody thought and you didn't care what anybody said you were just going to serve the Lord because you believed that he was who he said he is there was a time when you had to give up the things of this world that maybe maybe you once loved and maybe you once had an affection for. But when you had an encounter with Jesus, you had to let those things go. And you willingly laid them down because you found a better way. You found something that satisfied your soul. You found something that kept you and sustained you like nothing in this world could do but now there has been trials in your life and there has been struggles and there has been doubts and fears and disappointments that has crept into your situation and maybe just maybe there's someone here tonight that you feel in prison by the circumstance that you're in and, and and it doesn't look good and you don't know how it's going to work out and you, you don't know what's going to become of the situation. Well, can I encourage you today? Don't give up. I came with two simple words tonight for someone in this place and those words are simply trust Jesus. I know that sounds very childish and maybe like something that the children would hear in Sunday school class just to trust Jesus. But can I tell you, if you and I will apply those simple words to our life, it will have a profound effect upon your situation. If you will simply say, you know what, Lord, I don't know how it's going to work out. I don't know how my family's going to be saved. I don't know how I'm going to pay the bills. I don't know how I'm going to overcome this sickness and this disease. But you know what? It's not for me to figure out. It's my job to trust in the Lord. When things are good and I'm on cloud nine, I'm going to trust the Lord. But when I'm down in the deepest pit, in the deepest valley of life, and I look up and all I see is darkness and despair, even then, it's my job to trust trust in the Lord because the word of God said he will never leave you and he will never forsake you but he will always be there and he will always make a way if you and I will trust in him 
Jesus looked at those young guys and he said, I just, I want you to go back and I want you to tell John what you've seen today. I want you to tell John what you've heard today. It almost seems like maybe a cop out. Or maybe Jesus was just messing with John by not giving him the answer if he was the Christ or not. When he told those young guys, go back and tell John what you have seen and heard today. Go back and tell John how the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers are cleansed and the deaf hear and the dead are raised. Go tell John that to the poor the gospel is preached. And I can see those young men as they're walking back to John. Well, well, what's John going to do with that? Jesus didn't answer him. That's not the answer he was looking for, but those young men probably didn't understand that John had studied Isaiah and his prophecies. And John knew the word of God. And, and when those young men came back and they said, well, John, he really didn't give us an answer. But he said to tell you this. He said to tell you that the blind see and the lame walk and the lepers hear and the, the, uh, the lepers are cleansed, the, the deaf hear and the dead are raised. He said, tell you those things, John. I don't know if it means anything to you or not. And John began to go back through his mind and he began to go back to the pages of Isaiah and Isaiah chapter 35 and Isaiah chapter 61 when Isaiah began to talk about here's how you're going to know the Messiah when the Messiah comes blind eyes are going to be open when the Messiah comes the lame is going to walk and the lepers going to be cleansed and, and the poor are going to receive the gospel so what he was telling John was simply this John trust Trust me. Yes, yes, yes. I am he. I am the Alpha and the Omega. I am the, the God. I am the God of all creation. I am your healer. I am your deliverer. I am your way maker. I am your sustainer. I am with you when nobody else is there. I know where you're at, John. I know what you're going through. And I just want you to be encouraged in this, that I am Jehovah. Just trust me, John. Just trust me. Everything that you have believed, everything that you have proclaimed and preached, it has not been in vain, but the word has went forth and lives have been forever changed because you were sold out to this message of Jesus Christ. In 2023, you know what we need? We need a church that is sold out to this message. We need a church. You know, sometimes we can just get in the motions of things. Well, it's Wednesday. It's time to go to church. Well, it's Sunday. It's time to go again. Well, Monday's prayer night. I'm going to go. But we do it more out of routine than being sold out. But we need some saints of God in 2023 that says, I can't make it a day without him. I can't take a step without him holding my hand. I can't make it through the situations 
and the, the discouragements of life without the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords leading me and guiding me. He's been too good to me that when I come to the house of God, I can't just sit there with my arms crossed saying, well, I wonder what I'm going to do after service. I wonder what I got to do at work tomorrow. But when I'm in the house of the Lord, when I'm in his presence, I'm going to let His everything in my mind be on him. Everything in my spirit be on him. I'm going to lift up my voice. I'm going to lift up my hands. I'm going to proclaim that I trust in the Lord. Oh, can I tell you, if you trust him, then it's easy to worship him. If you trust him, it's easy to follow him. If you trust him, it's easy to live for the Lord. John said, all right. He said, man, I know I'm probably going to lose my life. He said, but that's all I needed to hear. That's all I needed to know. I just needed to be reassured that I had put my faith in something that was out of this world. That I put my faith in something that was bigger than me. That I put my faith in something that would offer me hope even if I lose my life. That when my life is over on this earth, I have a hope of heaven because I put my faith in the right place. John said, if I die tomorrow. He said, then it's been worth it all. If I stay here in prison the rest of my life, and he doesn't deliver me, and he doesn't bring me out, and I die in these cells, it's been worth it all. Because I know in whom I believe. And he is real. And he is powerful. And he is able Peter asked Jesus in Mark, or in Matthew chapter 14, excuse me. When he sees him out there walking on the water, he said, Lord, bid me to come. He said, that looks pretty neat. Can I do that too? And Jesus said, come on. Come on out here with me. And so the Bible said he stepped down out of that boat and there was a storm all around him. Lightning and rain and waves crashing all around him. And here he goes when he steps out on that water. It was just like stepping out on a solid rock. There was no give to it. There was no cushion to it. He just stepped out on something firm. It was H2O, but it was firm. It, it, it was H2O, but it was solid. And he was looking at Jesus, and he just started walking towards him. And I don't know about you, but I just, I'm just a simple country boy, okay? And I like to imagine how it would be for me if I'm walking on water and I'm going towards Jesus. I'm probably not going, hmm, well, this is all right. Hmm. I wonder how long I can do this for. But I'm probably going, Woo! Hey, boys, 
Look what I'm doing. Look what Jesus has allowed me to do. I'm walking on water. Ain't this, ain't this pretty neat? Ain't this pretty cool? How many's done this before? Look what God has allowed me to do. I'm out here and look, boys. I ain't seeking. I ain't going down, but I'm walking on water with the master. Then in the very next breath, he said, wait a minute. I'm walking on water with the master. And there's a storm all around me, and it's raging. And he began to look around at the things that was going on around him. Instead of keeping his eyes off Jesus, the problems began. He began to get a glimpse of them out of the corners of his eyes. And and it began to distract him. He saw the lightning flashing. And he saw the waves as they came up over his head. And they were just rolling in that sea. And, And he felt the rain as it was pounding down upon him. And then he lost focus of the master. And when he lost focus of Jesus, guess what happens? Guess what will always happen? You're going to sink. You're going to sink in your situation. You're going to sink in your trial. You're going to sink in your circumstance. If you ever take your eyes off him and he began to cry out, Jesus, save me. And Jesus reached out that loving hand. And he saved him and he pulled him up. Put him on the boat. Oh, ye of little faith. Why did you doubt me? Well, Jesus, you don't understand, man. That storm, it was just so big. Some of you have came in here and nobody knows about it. And you're discouraged and you're beat up. And the waves of the situation has been crashing down upon you over and over and over again until you begin to lose focus of Jesus and you begin to sink a little bit and it's became a little heavier and it's became a little harder and it's became a little more discouraging. Well, let me tell you something today. What you need to do is you need to cry out and say, Jesus, I need you. Jesus, I need to get my eyes back on you. You're the only one that can bring me out of this situation. You're the only one that can put my feet back on a solid rock. Jesus! Somebody just needs to trust in the Lord this evening. I'm not going to be much longer, five minutes or so, if you can hang with me and I'll get out of the way. You and I, sometimes we need to remember what all God's done for us. We need to remember where he's brought us from. You know, sometimes it's easy to forget that we were a wretched sinner. Sometimes it's easy to forget that we had chains and bondages upon our life until we met Jesus. Sometimes it's easy to forget that our mind was messed up and distorted until we met Jesus. Sometimes it's easy to forget that we were suicidal and discouraged and we thought life wasn't worth living until we met Jesus. And it was, sometimes we need to go back to those and remember 
how it was when he found us, how excited you were, how happy you were, how he changed your life, how, how you didn't care who knew it, you didn't care what they said or what they thought, but I'm going to church to serve the Lord. I'm going to read my Bible because I want to know him more. I'm going to pray. I'm going to fast because he's been so good to me, and it's easy. The longer we serve God, sometimes it's easy to become a little lazy. I'm just talking about myself. Sometimes it's easy because life's busy. There's a lot going on. It's easy to go through a day and not pray. It's easy to go through a week and not fast. It's easy to come into church and say, well, you know what? I've worked hard, and I'm just going to sit back and relax. I'm just going to enjoy this air condition and these nice, comfortable seats. And then when service is over, I'm going to go home and get in bed and get up and go to work tomorrow. But you know what? When you really trust the Lord, then the easy road is not what you're looking for. When you really trust the Lord, when your body's tired and when you're weary, eh, you have to drag that old flesh to the house of God and say, you know what? We're not going to sit on the pew today. We're, we're not just going to cross our arm in service today. I don't care if I feel anything or not. I don't care if the Lord speaks to me or not. I, I'm not here for that. I'm here because I trust him and I want him to know he is my everything. I can't make it without him. So I'm going to lift my hands. I'm going to lift my voice. I'm going to shout. I'm going to dance. I don't care if it's a Wednesday and I'm the only one dancing. He's been too good to me. He pulled me up out of a miry clay. He loved me when I didn't love myself. He restored me when I didn't think it was possible. And so I'm just going to trust in the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. In Psalm 62, verse 8, David is encouraging the godly. He's encouraging those that are living their life to be pleasing to the Lord. And here's what he says in verse 8. Trust in him sometimes. Trust in him when it's convenient. Trust in him when everything is going good. That's not what David said. David said, trust in him at all times, ye people. Pour out your heart before him. Why? Because God is a refuge for us. And then he said, Selah. What does Selah mean? 
See, I mean, you need to read that again. You need to think about that. You need to get that in your spirit. Trust in him at all times, you people. Pour out your heart before him because God is a refuge for us. I don't know about you, but in 2023, I need a refuge more than I've ever needed a refuge. I need a place of safety that I can run into when this world beats me up, when this world attacks me and comes against me. I need a place of refuge that I can go and be strengthened and be encouraged in the Lord. And so I'm just going to trust in the Lord. Solomon in Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. And what's he going to do? He's going to direct your path. I need direction every day. I need to know, God, which way do I go? I need to know, lead me to the person that I need to talk to. God, I got these job decisions. I need you to lead me. I got family choices and situations that I got to make decisions in. I need you to guide me. God, there's some things going on in my life that I don't know how it's going to work out. And, and I need you to point me in the right direction. He said, well, here's how that happens. If you'll just trust in me with all your heart and you'll not try to figure it out for yourself and you'll just you'll just acknowledge me he said then I will lead you in the path that is in your best interest in a path of safety in a path of refuge in a path of, a path of power and mercy Job in 13 verse 15 we could probably all quote Job was a wealthy man, very wise man, had everything. And in a moment, he lost it all. He had served God his whole life. He had lived for him. He was such a righteous man that when his children were out doing nonsense and foolish things, you know what Job was doing? He was building an altar for his sons and for his daughters. He said, I know they're not going to do it for themselves, but God, if you'll accept this and you'll just be with my children and you'll keep them. And that's how righteous of a man he was. And in a minute, he lost everything. He lost all his wealth. He lost all of his children. He lost everything that he had. And his wife told him, Job, why don't you just curse God and die? As he said, sitting there in the street and he's scraping boils off his body with, with, with uh, pottery and broken glass just to find a little relief. She said, why don't you just curse God and die? How good is God now that he's allowed this to happen to you? Where's your God at now? And then his friends came and you know what they did for seven days? They just stared at him. They just sat there and looked at him. And then when they talked to him, you know what they said? What did you do that was so wrong? That's some good friends, ain't it? What did you do, Job, to bring this upon your life? 
to lose everything, to be sitting out here for all the world to see as you sit here in the dust of the earth and you're scraping these boils off to your body. You, you're not even recognizable anymore, Job. What in the world did you do? And all he could say is, you know what? Even if he takes my life today, though he slay me, yet will I trust in him. Man, that's some faith. That's a, I've seen people leave church over somebody talking about them. I, I've seen people leave church because somebody looked at them funny. And that person didn't even know they looked at them. But because they thought they're no longer in church. But Job said, you can take my children, you can take my wealth, you can take my wife, you can take my health, you can take my friends, but I'm going to let you know with my dying breath, I'm going to put my trust in the Lord. Because if anybody can bring me out of this situation, it's the God that I serve. If anybody can change the course of my life and my problems, it's the God that I serve. So I'm just going to choose to serve the Lord. I'm going to choose to trust him at all times. And we know the end of that story. He was blessed more abundantly than he had ever been before. He had twice as much of everything than he ever did before. And you know what? Job, I'm sure he appreciated all that. I'm sure he was thankful that God brought him out. But God, but Job, it was the tough man that said, you know what? I thank God that he delivered me from my situation. I thank God that he healed my heart and he restored all these things in my life. But you know what? That's not why I serve him. I don't serve him for what I can get from him. But I just serve him because he's God and he's God alone. I serve him because he gives me breath every day. I serve him because he's with me. He is the creator, the mighty God, but he chooses to abide with me. He chooses to have a relationship with me. So Job said, that's why I serve the Lord. I'm coming to a close. If I can get a musician to come. I hope I've stayed within my time limit. But I just want, more importantly, I believe God wants to encourage someone this evening. He's got it all. He's got it all under control. It may seem all distorted and all out of whack to you. It may seem like the pieces of the puzzle are never going to come together. It may even look like there's pieces of the puzzle missing. But can I encourage you and tell you, if you will just be faithful to the Lord, if you will be obedient to his word, if you will be faithful to his house, if you will be faithful to his word, if you will be faithful to your, your prayer time and your relationship with him, then it doesn't matter what puzzle pieces may be missing. When the time is right, then puzzle pieces are going to appear. And they're not going to be way over here and way over here 
here, but God's going to say, here it is. Here's the whole picture. Here's what I'm going to do because you've been faithful. Here's what I'm going to do because you just made up your mind and decided you were going to trust me when everybody else wanted to walk away, when everybody else told you to throw in the towel. You said, no, I'm going to go to the house of the Lord, and I'm going to cast my cares to him one more time. Why don't you stand with me this evening? I don't know what you need from the Lord today, but I can tell you this. Whether you serve God one day or a hundred years, we all have needs. We all have things we go through. We all have times of discouragement and times that we wonder like John the Baptist did. Are you really the one? And you know what? He doesn't even mind that you ask him that question. He's big enough to handle it. And he'll let you know, hey, do you remember when? There's been times that I look back, and it's been 20 years now. But 20 years ago, this old boy was bound by alcohol and cocaine and meth and every kind of pill that you could take and every kind of drug that you could do and every kind of perversion that you could live in. That's what the chains were in my life. And sometimes, 20 years later, because I can put on a suit and tie and because God's blessed me with a beautiful wife and beautiful children and a home, sometimes I can forget where he pulled me out of. But sometimes I need to reflect on that and remember that when family gave up, when friends were gone, when money was gone, when, when my freedom was almost gone, when even my life was almost gone, who was there? It was Jesus Christ that picked me up and established my going. And that's why I put my faith in him. That's why I put my trust in him. Because nobody else could do it. Nobody else wanted to touch me. Nobody else wanted to be around me. But when nobody else cared about me, Jesus said, I love you, son. I've been looking for you. Come on home. Hey, wherever you're at, whatever you need. His arms are open wide and he's saying, why don't you just come and let me embrace you and let me hold you a little while and let me encourage you. Hey, this altar's open right now. I don't know how you do it on Wednesday night, but I'm going to let you know if you need to come and just let God know one more time that my trust is in you. My hope is in you. My confidence is in you. I'm weak. I'm weary. I'm beat up a little bit, but my trust is still in you because you're the answer. You're the way, the truth, and the life. Everything that I need is in you. Everything that I need is in this house and in your word right now. And so one more time, God, I'm just going to let you know that I trust in you. I'm not leaning on my own understanding, but I'm acknowledging you, Lord. And my need for you, right now in the name of Jesus. God, move in every heart and every life. God, help us, Lord, to step out in faith believing that you are the answer. That you are fighting our battle. That you haven't forgot about us. 
but you know exactly where we are and exactly what we're going through. And you made a way. And all we have to do is trust. And all we have to do is follow. Right now in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah.
don't know about you, but I'm so thankful for the presence of the Lord that has been with us tonight. It's been such a sweet presence here tonight. I'm so thankful. Amen. Why don't we give the Lord a hand clap of praise. Lord, we thank, you. thank you for moving in this house tonight, God. Thank you for moving and touching your people, Lord, for giving us strength tonight. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I want to say a special thank you to the Duncans for ministering to us tonight. Thank you so much. Amen. Remember, everybody that's traveling, say a prayer for them. They'll come back excited and ignite us. Uh, Sunday prayer, 11, what, 11.15? I ain't never here, so I don't know what time it is, to be honest. If uh, Sunday service, 12 o'clock, invite somebody to come Sunday. I believe we're going to have a, a wonderful service. Amen. Share with somebody else what God's doing. Amen. Y'all dismissed in Jesus' name. Shake hands. Be friendly. Keep loving Jesus.